0: Try is that. Better. Better.
1: Better. Better, better, best. This is better. That sounds good.
0: Yeah. And we're rolling. All right.
1: All right. Three, two, one, here we go. All right. Welcome, sports fans, to the TMG podcast. This is podcast number eight, I think, for the season. We're rolling right along. Um, before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors, APBAGames.com, APA, the unchallenged king. Of quality sports strategy games and we are coming live on tape or whatever they call it these days at revelation recordings in chino here we are twitter handle is revretchino chino and contact dot revelation recordings at gmail.com david did, did i get that right correct um and we are thankful to have uh, this facility to do our podcast And uh, we're sort of at the halfway point uh, of the season, so we'll get into a little bit of that. It was kind of a mush, nothing donut, uh, nothing burger weekend, relatively speaking. But I think we'll uh, we'll start like we usually do, leading with Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, Sweet Tea with Tony B. He's also known (laughs) as... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, oh, uh, a little cross promotion here, Toad, Coach. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I, I to... <laughs> we will uh, we'll start with Tony. And uh, what have we learned? Uh, I like this uh, way of getting into the podcast. What have we learned, Tony? What have we learned? And it could be about the uh, let's let's do the weekend because I think I know where you're heading on this. Well, I mean,
2: what what we learned this weekend is that those of us who had doubts about Florida and I could I was one of them uh, realized that Florida is a pretty good team uh, now they were playing at home the swamp was the swamp of old the way it used to be in terms of uh, the crowd and, and just the total atmosphere and it was, a, it was a great great win now Florida's got to turn around and go to LSU and that that's the game we're all watching because LSU has been lights out but Somebody brought up today. I did some stuff with the SEC Network, and somebody says, "What if you had a 14 playoff in the SEC? How about LSU versus Alabama in the semifinals, and LSU versus Alabama and Georgia versus Florida? There's your semifinals right there. They're going to be played in November.
1: Right, and if you want to extrapolate that to a you know an eight an eight school playoff or a 16 you can just use those as you know quarterfinal
0: (laughs) matches I guess
1: because and you know some I I
0: would say you know it reminds me of I've been thinking about this over the weekend Um, in in Illinois in the state high school basketball tournament there's always conversation about you know do you keep all the Chicago Do you have one guaranteed Chicago team or do you split them up and you know you could have four the SEC side with the four teams that you just mentioned and then you could have the rest of us side with Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and uh, maybe Notre Dame. You know, then then they meet in the championship game.
3: Right. Um, and, you, and you would have Alabama versus Clemson in
0: the final again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, then that's the way it goes. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, and and the you, uh, Tony, you talk about the SEC, the the Big Ten ha- is is sitting in position one A. Uh, you know, with three really good-looking teams. And to, to, to my, you know, understanding of what I see, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and even Penn State, I mean, they look, they're all top 10, they're all legit, and they're going to be fighting out, you know, kind of in this other quadrant for, for what you're talking about. But, Tony, that was exactly what I, I thought you were going to bring up was the Florida game, and I I concur with you. I had my doubts after Felipe Franks was injured and the ability of this kid uh Tras to come in um and kind of just keep things going uh, I thought was very impressive
3: it,
1: it was not necessarily a great game a lot of turnovers a lot of penalties uh but the florida defense was very impressive and i again you know auburn lost the game but they're you know there's still they with the schedule they have left uh, they're, you know, they control their own destiny still, right? I mean, Yeah, as, as does
2: Florida. I mean, I mean, yeah, every, right. every, everybody can, is still in control because all these teams are going to play each other. I mean, Florida has played Auburn, is going to play LSU, is going to play Georgia, okay? Auburn, even though they lost, they still have LSU, Georgia, and Alabama on the schedule. So, yeah, every, this October and November are going to be as good – and when you throw those big 10 games in there, and you throw, you know, we got the uh, Oklahoma-Texas this yeah. week. Uh, you know, all, all these conferences are looking, except for the ACC, which is just wretched uh, beyond Clemson. We're going to have a – we're, we're going to have – we're going to say the phrase that drives Mark and crazy. Well, <laughs> October and November will be your playoffs. Okay. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. Um and the only thing Auburn's loss d- did was uh hurt Oregon. It, it, so- somehow the, the Pac-12 always even when they're not even involved, uh, you know, they somehow get the wrong, the short end of it because you know, Oregon was hoping to to draft off Auburn uh and they still can, but uh you know, it, Auburn's loss and Oregon had a, a a pretty methodical tough close win against Cal. Uh, impressive, not spectacular, uh, but uh, you know they're going to need a Pac-12 is going to need a lot of a lot of help and Coach uh,
2: Coach Duprain, let me, yes let me put your mind at ease here, okay? A one loss Pac-12 team ain't getting that, okay? I'm
1: just <laughs> I'm just telling you. Well, unless now, unless,
2: your,
1: unless, it's mind, or,
2: will, unless it's oh yeah, unless it's a bunch of these cats down here in the South got some losses, sure.
1: No, but, no, no. I, I'll and what if Oregon? What if Auburn wins the SEC, and and, and Oregon wins the Pac-12? Maybe I don't know, you know, But you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and argue the Pac-12. Give me a break. Don't put me in that position. Let's move on. Well,
0: yeah. And the, the other part of this is that the SEC has this formula down. You know, when when Flauber, when Florida beats Auburn, we say, "Wow, Florida's really good." We we. And, you know, that was a a strange game, as you mentioned, a lot of turnovers. Now, the Big Ten does it just the wrong way. For example, Penn State is going to go to Iowa this week. Mm -hmm. Now, Iowa is not in this mix, but Iowa has a habit of beating teams like Penn State on Saturday night, and then that, you know, throws a monkey wrench into the Penn State formula because then if a Penn State beats an Ohio State, you right. know, the Big Ten never gets the losses down. The SEC is really good right. at getting the losses down without damaging reputations.
1: Right, and and you know, just what 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 the rest of the world needs to happen is is for one of these secondary SEC schools to wreak some havoc. And by that, I would say, you know, at Texas A and M or somebody to step up and and shock some mm-hmm. people uh, in the last month. I don't see it happening. I don't see anything out of Texas A&M that, you know, makes me think they're going to do that. But uh, they, there's really not an Iowa-like team, I don't think, uh, in, in that league. But uh, move, uh, moving on, Jersey guy, you've sat mostly quiet so far. We know you're steaming. We can see the steam coming out of your ears. Uh, <laughs> but what what have you learned? What have you learned? Tell us, please.
0: In the
3: last four days? Uh, sure. i, I I, I think this is an opinion shared by all of us. I, I think Ohio State is pretty damn good. I mean, after watching them again take part of Michigan state, yep. they they don't have many weaknesses that I see and and they they I mean they could be a, a, a factor to break the southern the southern uh, juggernaut there because the way they're playing right now with the quarterback and the running back and the defense uh, and the attitude and, and, and my boy Ryan Day is coaching, i mean they 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 could be in New Orleans. i mean they they, they really could be in New Orleans. That's the one thing I noticed. Uh, um, and the other thing is, that once again, it, it, like you said, that, that yes, the, the ACC after Clemson is, is god awful. I mean, it just continues to to go downhill. And shows you, know, and showed you, that you talk about all the big games, and for years and years, Clemson Florida State was always one of the marquee games of, of mid October, right? Well, I just looked at the line. Clemson is twenty seven and a half points favorite of Florida State. Give me a the picture, ah.
1: Uh well well in in tony that that proposition we had a few weeks ago what, could could clemson survive an ACC loss and and uh and still get through is much more uh dubious right now they almost lost to north carolina well, but i don't i don't think so now i think they got to run it
2: oh i i absolutely agree Where we're clemson is right now, you know, with one loss, and if everybody else has got one, one or no losses, I don't think they're getting in. Right. Defending champs or no defending champs. But, Blau, give them, give them your scenario where Clemson's undefeated and and LSU's either 11-1 and one or 12-1. Yeah, and that one
3: scenario. lost to Georgia in the SEC title game, and LSU has just gone to Alabama, Auburn, Florida, with all those wins and Clemson is sitting there at 13-0. No, and,
1: and Texas, and Texas, right, and Texas.
3: And Texas, which has, which has probably lost to uh, Oklahoma at least once, or maybe even twice, you don't know. I, I mean, I, 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 we think it's going to stick with Clemson, and undefeated. third Tony said it'll we'll stick with the champions. But if you take the, the the mission statement, the four best teams, you can't convince me that undefeated Clemson is better than one loss LSU in that scenario. And Clemson gets helped out in that scenario.
1: Yeah, that's... Uh... It's very interesting the as we suspected i mean in north carolina needed to st- uh, i mean uh, clemson needed to stop a two point conversion a couple weeks ago to stave off a loss in north carolina and still the coaches and the writers they're very reluctant to drop an undefeated team it's, uh, there is you know you say you look at I, i'm trying to look at the season in, in in a you know in a vacuum but you just can't i mean and, and you could see clemson didn't drop very far even after a near loss but uh, it might be a cumulative effect where uh, they start to lose some traction. They already have. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the actual selection committee does when they, you know, they put up their first uh, rankings. Well,
0: you know? you, you've That's got good. to remember though that the the, the uh, our committee always says that they want the four best teams. But isn't yeah. it interesting how the four best teams? also have that one key stat, which is fewest losses, you know. I mean, right. I don't think there's been an exception to that rule, you know. There's no no uh, unbeaten team has been bumped by a one loss and no one loss. You know, there, there there's no – if you have the fewest losses you're going to be in, uh, you know, if, if it's at all possible, obviously there's more one-loss teams that can fit, but I, I don't see – I think Clemson is – you know, the, the, I'm not. I'm not. I'm more worried about North Carolina missing that two-point conversion than Clemson uh, not having uh, the right resume.
1: Did you like that call? Everybody was everybody. That was our buddy Mac. Um, uh, they could have oh, tied. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, call. you go for two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe not the right play call, but <laughs> it, was, it was. kind was kind of. Well, a... <laughs> that's what I, thought <laughs> I
2: was talking about. The play itself was a horrible call. Yeah. I did was the right idea.
1: Yeah. yeah, I I don't know I don't yeah what that that was that was the right call I think um, Herb we uh, give us what have you learned what have you learned uh, Well, in,
0: you know, you, you mentioned uh, you know I totally agree uh, with what Plouffe said. You know, Ohio State is looking like you know a juggernaut. On the other hand, I'm very interested. I'll be very interested to see when they play Wisconsin. You know, it's an opposites attract kind of game uh Wisconsin's got that punishing running game they have a very good defense I and mean, they've had three, they've only allowed 29 points in five games incredible this year. um yeah i mean they, they play great defense uh the only you know the question i have about Wisconsin is whether uh jack Cohn, the quarterback can make enough plays because you know they're going to load up on taylor i uh, the point is that ohio state and wisconsin and, and i'm not ruling out penn state either uh cuz what they're doing Those three have definitely separated themselves in the Big Ten. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the the thing that I think, you know, is the likely scenario in the Big Ten, or at least the dangerous scenario, is that, you know, they get these wrong losses, you know. uh, Mm -hmm. an Iowa beats a Penn State. Uh, You know, Michigan State, even though they got drilled pretty hard in Columbus, they showed a lot of they showed a lot of positive things in my mind. I mean, there's no reason they can't beat somebody else in, uh, in in a future game. So you know, the Big Ten once again, the, you know, we're sitting here saying Ohio State's the best, but Ohio State the last two years has had a, a major toe stub, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to avoid that this year. Otherwise, you know, you're gonna be looking at you know you you've got that same scenario where you got a Clemson, two SEC teams. And then you know a player to be named later, and that's a that's a tough deal when you're fighting for that fourth spot.
1: Right, you know, I mean, Wisconsin has three shutouts this year. Um, and when I look back historically, and I, one of my favorite teams of all time, and although I I don't know I didn't I wasn't a I was a young child when they had the season, but Tony, the '61 Alabama team, uh, is oh. always the, is always the team I put up there. They shut out six. They allowed twenty five points. Uh, right. all season and had six shutouts. Uh, you know, Wisconsin is quietly, as, as I noted this weekend, kind of putting together a, a, a historical kind of run. And I don't know, uh, it's 200, I don't know what, uh, Herb, I don't know what the total is, but you said 29 points allowed and... Uh, 29, think, yeah. Yeah, and they've scored 200 and something. So it it's... Yeah, uh, I and mean, maybe
0: it's Bowling. Well, they got a good game this week, too. I mean, this is another example. I mean, uh, they got Michigan State this week. And Michigan State's got that great re- run defense. And, uh, you know, if, if Michigan State forces the game into Jack Cohn's hand, you know, Jack's played well so far, but he's not going to be confused with Tua or uh, Jalen Hurts or anybody. Uh, you know, if he makes a couple mistakes, you know, that's the kind of game. You know, Michigan State can be a spoiler this weekend, just the same as Iowa. That, that's the danger in in the Big Ten.
1: Yeah. Um well that's good stuff. Uh I'll get to my what have I learned? I haven't learned anything. I uh I, I could have sworn for about half of of Saturday up till like five o'clock that the Pac twelve did didn't exist. I mean, they had they only played they only played four games on Saturday and all and three of them were at night. And it was like, is there wait, is there a conference missing here? Isn't there like supposed to be another conference playing games in the middle of the season? But uh, And then, uh, you know, schools like uh, UCLA and Washington wished that they, they hadn't played. Um, and, you know, the, what happened at the Rose Bowl, 48,000 people at the Rose Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. 3,000 were banned, uh, high school band giveaways. I uh, said so there was more freebies yeah. than, than Woodstock. Um, and then to come out and lose, not just lose to Oregon State, but to have Oregon State put 48 on you, at home, and it was on the Pac-12 Network. Now, can you get more perfect than that? <laughs> I said, yeah. "Wow!" If you don't want to be seen, uh, that's the uh, that's the way to do it. And then our boys at Washingtons, you know, which we all considered a good team, uh, they go to Stanford, um, and you know, welcome back David Shaw because we thought this was the lost season for Stanford. I mean, a horrible loss at uh, Central Florida. Uh, they had their third-string quarterback, four four missing offensive linemen, and they beat the Huskies in Palo Alto. Uh, and, you know, they can kind of just muck things up. It looks like they're going to get better as the season goes on and might be able to pull off uh, another upset or two. Uh, we'll see. Moving forward, I want to get into an issue that we did not address as it was unfolding, but I think it's front and center. Mark Blouch, and Jersey guy, wrote about it a little bit today about You know, he kind of was uh, proposing, uh, you know, the idea that there's going to be a college football players strike at some point with all this legislation pending. But I want to get into this Fair Pay for Play Act uh, because this is going to dominate news for the next couple of years. Um, And whatever people thought about California and this was just a one off wacky left coast idea, uh, turns out it wasn't. as soon as the law passed, the fair pay per, for play—now, this, this is not paying players. This is, you know, student-athletes being able to make money off their license and imaging. Um, as soon as that law passed unanimously, unanimously and was signed into law, several other states—and Tony, including Florida, has jumped in on this—and uh, some other states are all rallying behind this act, which—and uh, uh, now, we'll, you know, how— how this plays out over the next uh, one, two, and three years is going to be fascinating. So I'll start with you, Tony. Where is this heading, uh, and what kind of ramifications is this going to have for students and teams, schools, and the NCAA? Well, n-
2: number one, it's it's real clear now what this with uh, the governor signing the bill. Two things: the politicians will not be able to stay, keep themselves away from this right. because. <laughs> They'll say, they'll, say, they'll say, look, my constituency may not read the damn farm bill, but they'll read this. Okay, <laughs> so if I can get my name attached to this legislation, I am going to get all kinds of positive exposure. Right. All right, so that, that's number one. Number two, what, what Governor Newsom did last week in signing this thing is basically say, okay, NCAA, you've been screwing around with this and you haven't done anything, you're on the clock and everybody else is going to tell the NCAA they're on the clock. And what's going to happen is that the feds are going to get involved, yep. and that's what, that's what your boy Mark Emmert does not want. Because <laughs> once the feds are involved, it's going to ha- it, This is like everything else involved in the NCAA. The NCAA appoints commissions and talks about it and debates about it and frets about it, and then there becomes a critical mass and you have to do something. The cost of attendance stipend is a perfect example. Okay, they would do. They, they had a deal. They wanted to give everybody twenty five hundred dollars, and the small schools voted it down. That's when Mike Sly and the big boys said, "Hey, knock it off. We're <laughs> going to do this," yeah. and, and and they did. But they never move until they have to move. Yes. And and, and they're going to in the next two to years they're going to have to move that because because what's going to happen. Is every state's going to pass it, and it's going to be a cluster, you know what? So it, well, this is going, yeah, it is. To it. it is
0: going to happen.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And, and I think I think what's going to, if I might just throw this out there. Go ahead. I think what will happen. I, I totally agree with Tony that it's going to happen. It'll be across the nation, and then what will happen is they need to figure out a way where the institutions are not paying these players, but agents and other, you know, the, the outside sources are going to pay the money. Right. And the bottom line is going to be that the rich are going to get richer because the money is going to flow to the Alabamas and Notre Dames and Ohio State because that's where those guys are of value. So, you know, it isn't going to, and it'll, it'll help, you know, the, the rich kids at, at, you know, the good schools. But I mean, I don't know what it's going to mean for you know Bowling Green or Northern it's, Illinois or Rutgers.
1: It's not.
3: But yeah, uh, Guys, this, this is this is so this is, this is a typical NCAA move uh, in terms of how they're going to react. They are beyond stupid on this one. This one is, is so solvable. They've got two moves that everyone would be happy. The first, all you got to do, and the schools don't have to pay a dime. All they got to do is is take the likeness of Chris Dufresne or Tony Tony Barnard or Herb Gould and say. Okay, we sell your T-shirts in the the bookstore. We sell this, we we we, whatever profit we have, we give you a percentage of those profits. We put it in an escrow account that is yours when you when you're eligible. And if it's a cellist or it's a trombone player, and they do the same thing, it's available to every student. Every student that attends the university. All you got to do is do that. There's no paper play. Uh, The schools don't pay anything. It's fair, and and, and and the players who are big size will get a percentage after they finish their eligibility. Why can't you do that?
1: Well, the, the, the problem the problem is, is is trying to get some sort of uniform policy nationwide. That's and the it, policy
3: does. You, know, you, you put in a rule that says whatever 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 percentage that the school makes from the from the likeness of an athlete, the athlete the athlete will get x x percent. You know, uh, after his his eligibility is done, or after or after he graduates, so that's, well, that's but as
1: Tony's saying, that it, that's probably going to have to be f- a federal issue because every every right state is going to have its own. It's not that well, w- what do you mean it's not not that difficult? If you, you know, it has you to have happen. One meeting and you say that's what we're
3: going to do. I mean, you go you, you to school and I a dime. You're not paying not one extra dime. From their, from their profits. They're, from, from their, they're not paying extra costs. They're taking profits that they can make from an athlete and taking a – so I pay the tax. Well, pay, that, uh, that, pay the that, tax. that that is – that
2: that idea that Mark Mark's talking about is going to be part of it, but here's also what's going to be part of it, I think. If, you know, Chris Ducrane has a relationship with the Ford dealership in Chino Hills,
1: Right. Uh, Chino Hills going, Ford. Chris. <laughs> there is a Chino Hills Ford.
2: He's going to go to Chris, who's an outstanding tight end for the UCLA Bruins, and say, uh, "Chris, I want you to come to my car dealership, sign autographs, and take pictures for two hours. I'll pay you a thousand bucks."
3: Well, that like that doesn't happen right. already.
0: <laughs> that's, that's,
2: it, it absolutely happens already. Well, well, the problem is you get caught taking pictures and signing autographs. But uh, but that the, the players are going, everybody involved in this is going to demand. It's almost like you're not giving them something as much as you're giving them, let leaving them alone, right? To figure out what 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 the marketplace is for you for your NIL. Well, a it's, lot of guys, there w- there will be no market for
1: their nil. Well, okay? it's uh, if if Trevor Lawrence wants to do a summer camp and, and you know, uh, you know, for for kids at at Clemson, uh, he'll be able to make money off that. You know, he'll be able to that that's you know, it's sort of independent of the school or, but these are the kind of things we're talking about. I would like to see something more like what Mark has in mind is some sort of protection, maybe, that. Any money you make it, during college, you do be, you put it into a trust. You put it into some sort Escort of a, account, right? a know, escrow account. Like that, sure. well, uh, and, well,
0: the only problem with that is that these kids need the money now. Well, you know, too bad. Well, it's too bad, but it won't be. There will be all kinds of legal challenges to that. I mean, that's the whole point here, too, is that if you do that, if you don't give the kids the money until they're done playing their college ball, then they're still going to be, you know, vulnerable to people that are offering them illegal incentives because they need, yeah. to, you know, they need money now. They don't need it down the road. That do, that's going to be like stupid money if they're if they're going to sign for millions of dollars in the NFL. What are they going to care about, you know, forty thousand dollars from T-shirts?
1: Mm, right. Well, what what I find laughable, and I think needs to change, and I understand the, the political wind and what the NCAA is trying to do. But this sky is falling uh, sort of whine that we've heard. And the L.A. Times did a a good story on this last week. Looking back, you know, 40, 50, 60 years, in 1973 or whatever after Title IX passed, John McKay, the coach and AD at USC said, well, this is the end of our athletic department. Uh, This is the ruination of college football. We saw that uh, every time something happened in the last 40 years, well, we can't continue. We can't go on. Well, there can't be a a, a four a four playoff. It'll ruin the sport. Every time they've said something, it's, it hasn't been true. So they don't have. There's no credibility to back any sort of these skies falling uh, kind of uh, arguments. And so they they need to resolve it instead of whining about it. Do something about it. And uh, and and they're going to have to. Or, or you know they risk you know, losing the the, the, the golden goose here. Um, well, but it's a...
3: Uh, but but this, this is part of a problem I wrote about today. It's part of the athletes stand up for, for what they feel, what they, they, they want, and, and they deserve more and more. And you talk about a player strike. We had a player strike on Saturday. What two <laughs> players it, struck? That go ahead. Said, that was know, my next... Play.
1: Right, that's my next... That was my next... Uh, that was my next comment. But the interesting thing about that, and you talk about the Rutgers players that decided, you know, their coach got fired, and and the new rule where if you play four games uh, uh, during a season, you can you can opt out and then use your redshirt year. Um, uh, the interesting part of that equation is that, you know, in the Rutgers case, the coach and the administration was not involved in it, but at Houston. The coach right. was right. involved right. in it, so it's right. not like what are my players doing? They're, they're a mutiny at Houston with the uh, King and uh, Dana Hol- Holgerson. It was sort of a, a a plot that hey, we're having a bad year. Uh, let's set our star quarterback, and uh, we'll we'll do better next year. Um, <laughs> so it, it's you know it's not a rebellion. It wasn't in that case a rebellion by the players oh. against the It was. They were in cahoots with each other. How do you explain those two things? Can,
2: can I get a refund? Yes, on go. Tickets at <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean,
0: well, there, there the should other, be a there the should be
1: a red team shirt team. ticket rule, right? I've, I've only gone to four games. I want my, you know, I want I want to red shirt my tickets.
0: Right. That's what we're doing. You know, you're you're getting into a a, a situation where you really are are. Addressing the limits of competitive balance, you know, all this money and all of these players, I mean, are flowing to the better teams. Uh, Ohio State's got—they already have an offensive lineman from Rutgers uh, who was a grad transfer. Um, you know, and that, that, you know, that competitive balance thing—that that's going to have to be addressed at some point if this all goes where we think it's going. I mean, remember there was a time when how many was it? Tony was it 120 scholarships and right. then bear Bryant would lock up all the players <laughs> and yep. realize that that wasn't good for the game and they had to you know they had to reduce the number you're going to get to a scenario like this with what you got going now you you're going to have to find a way that teams that are not you know the the uber elite are able to get competitive and I don't even know I don't know what the questions are let alone what the answers are
1: well t- tony uh I, when you i guess maybe this is the answer when you make a rule and you're the NCAA and you pass a, a new bylaw, you've got to know what the unintended consequences are of that bylaw. And here we have Rutgers and Houston exploiting the same rule uh, two yep. different ways. And it Tony, right. and Tony, you wrote about this a couple of weeks ago about what Houston did, yep. and it was a really good, really good story. But Houston was in on in on it. It wasn't the player saying, "I'm out of here. I'm going to go no, play." No, absolutely.
2: Dana Hogelson said, "I got a I got a great quarterback, and he's one in three. Let's just shut it down, and next year we'll be better because I'll put a better cast of people around him. Our defense will be better. But again, to quote the great Mike Chang-Easy, beware of unintended consequences.' <laughs> and this is and this and this is one of them. this this is this is nobody thought of this when this rule was passed. It was it was the help the young players out uh, so he doesn't waste an entire year for playing in a game or two, and to give a kid like Kelly Bryant who lost his job as a senior to give him another opportunity to play his senior year. That's what it was designed for, but I, I, I'll, I'll be the person to admit, I never saw this coming, and neither did anybody else. Right.
3: And but Dana t- Holgerson said, I know this is going to make the NCAA men, but I don't care. Right. So there yeah.
1: So what are you going to do? I mean, two years ago we were talking about players sitting out bowl games, and what a, a horrendous decision that yep. was. Uh, but you know, I don't think after after watching Kristen McCaffrey go for 273 yards yesterday, I don't think missing that Sun Bowl uh, was probably the worst thing he career decision he ever made. Well, three years ago.
2: What what it's going to be is to be another date to the calendar after four games. Right is National Reverse <laughs> Signing Day. Okay, <laughs> that's what it's going to be.
1: Reverse
2: everybody's going to look up. Four games are in the books. Where am I? If I'm not happy, where I am? I'm uh, going to shut it down, boys.
1: Right, particularly,
2: <laughs> particularly if you're going to grad, you're going to graduate that year, and you you can you can shut it down and do like Kelly Bryant and become a graduate transfer. There'll
3: be okay. a bunch of bunch of guys shut down, and this is this is where we to have potential stuff. You know, think about like, well, like, a, like a or a U- Connecticut. They 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 see they're going getting be sixty five nothing, and they say, well, "No, I'm done for the year. We're going to be better next year. I'm 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 not playing anymore this year." I mean, that's that that that's already happened, and it's going to happen more and more. They play, mm-hmm. They're playing out earlier and earlier because they don't want the situation. So, what, where are we going from that? with that?
1: Well.
0: You know, you're gonna have to have compensation. You know, when the guy transfers right. from <laughs> Rutgers to Ohio State, you know, you're gonna Ohio State's gonna have to send over some, some prospects or some draft comp- a ma- a compensation. Pick. Yeah, a
1: ma- mascot <laughs> to be named later. <laughs> yeah.
2: We're gonna have to have a supplemental draft. And, and
1: you know, uh, yeah. oh God. Well, all right. Well, that. I mean. Uh, that I know that was we we spent a lot of time on that, but it it, it really is important and it's fascinating the way this is all unfolding. We're uh, we're getting to the point where we need to let's move on and get to some of these. Uh, unlike last weekend when there were only a couple uh, real good games to watch, we got a good one this weekend. A lot of good stuff. And Tony, uh, I'll start with you again uh, as usual because you have uh, another marquee. Uh, game uh, florida uh, going to baton rouge and lsu lsu to me lsu and ohio state to me are the two most impressive teams and it may be surprising or but at least impressive teams of the first half and uh we'll we'll find out about florida uh, real quick i think tony go ahead well, yeah i mean they're going uh you know this
2: there's, there's a little bit of interesting uh, interesting satellite here remember Remember that LSU had to go to Florida two years in a row because yes. of that big, that big spat of yeah. the storm and all that kind that of That went over this well, is the first yeah. Time, this is the first time that Florida's been back to LSU uh, since that has happened. And what you got here, first of all, LSU leads the nation with 57.8 points per game. Florida's number five giving up eight points a game. So that, there's there's a, a headshot, you know, uh, head-to-head right there. But here's the thing: talk about LSU and what they've done under with Joe Burrow as their quarterback. Joe Burrow is completing 80 percent of his passes, 100 of 124. And to put what he's done into context, he's got 22 touchdown passes in just five games. The school record's 28. (laughs) So he's got he's got at least seven games left. So it's it has been an incredible transformation. And I expect LSU to win the game, but Florida coming off of that physical game with Auburn, it's going to be it's going to be pretty wild. But it, it's a it's an eight o'clock start in Baton Rouge on a Saturday night. It's uh, it's got a chance to be pretty good. And
1: Tony, uh, you might I don't I don't think you'll disagree with this, but I think the ha- the halfway Heisman uh, is Joe Burrow more than it is Trevor Lawrence or two, well, the the people we thought coming into the season. And maybe Justin Field at Ohio State. But, I mean, Joe, uh, Joe Burrow has as much case for the halfway Heisman. Uh, uh, there really isn't such an award, but we're making it uh, as as, as sure. anyone. Um, sure. So, uh, the other game, Tony, you have, uh, you know, and we're all hoping this is inter- interesting game. I don't know that it will be, but I'm hoping it is. It's Alabama at Texas A&M Jimbo uh, makes a lot of money. They've got the finest facilities in the world. A uh, lot of expectations, uh, but until they win a game like this, uh, we're kind of kind of see them in the 3-4-5 the lost team that isn't there yet. Uh, do you see anything happening differently this weekend? I don't.
2: I, I, I really don't. I mean, this is this the game in the summer that we thought, well, if Alabama's going to get tested, it's going to be this game and the yep. Auburn game at Auburn at the end of the year. The fact of the matter is, when you watch Texas A&M play, They've got all those things you say they got, Chris. They just don't have an offensive line. Yeah, you know, Big my, my kingdom, my, my kingdom, for an <laughs> offensive line. Yeah, uh, and they just don't run the ball well enough. As a result, they put too much on Kellen Mond, and everybody knows that in the league. And so I, the way that Alabama can score, Atua, uh, by the way, has twenty-three touchdown passes. <laughs> to burrs twenty-two.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah,
2: just the way that they can score it's hard for me to see a and keeping it cl- keeping it close
1: right um all right, herb Gould, let's bring you in for the big big ten. We'll go in the order of uh of you know contending conferences, so to speak um and first of all, before we look at the the games uh herb i I thought what Mich- you know, look, Michigan look at Michigan uh Harbaugh we've ripped him plenty he gets plenty of uh you know criticism for what he's done there but that was a a very important win for him and i think we need to acknowledge that uh, winning uh you know winning a 10-3 game against Iowa in the middle of the season uh, we got i think we have to give them credit for what they did even though it wasn't very exciting do you agree
0: i i do agree i think that you know one thing that, that i i heard people mention and and i agree with it is that uh, Don Brown, very much maligned as the defensive coordinator at Michigan, stopped relying uh, as much on his talent and, and did some scheming, which is what he excels at. And that enabled Michigan to, you know, come up with a great defensive effort. You know, that said, um, and, and it was, it was absolutely a must win. Uh, but that said, it didn't leave me thinking that. Uh, Michigan is gonna with that offense is gonna be able to play against Penn state, Notre dame, let alone ohio state right. and and you know what Michigan state can be in that- game. i mean they're still they've got four games there that are looking like real question marks um so yeah, that was a great win you know it was it was I just kept sitting there saying. Is this a football game or a tractor pull? You know, I mean, it, it was that really set college football back. What, what was going on on that field? You know, the other part of it is you look at these quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Stanley from Iowa and uh, Patterson, Patterson from Michigan, uh, and there are a couple others. The like worky I would include. You know they're nice quarterbacks, and I'm not going to rip them or anything, but they're not going to be confused with these Heisman candidates that that we think of. They just, you know, they're workmanlike guys. It's like in a way, this is the old school thing wow. from a quarterback standpoint. So, what? you know, yeah, Michigan, that was that was an excellent win and a must win, and good for them because the alternatives would be <laughs> just unbelievable, but you know but they they got a lot of games to play before we can start saying yeah. that Harbaugh is out of any kind of woods yeah
1: they're like they're like uh tony they're like the, uh, the auburn of the big 10 the gus malls on i mean uh, you know we look at what what auburn has left uh you know, nobody's you know everyone's just kind of you know they're so going to play this out before they get too excited about anything um
0: uh, uh, and uh,
1: herb let's get back to your games i you mentioned you michigan Our game, state yeah you
0: know, yeah, I mean, the State other what? one, I mean, I mentioned already Michigan State at Wisconsin. I mean, we think that Wisconsin is is very balanced enough to handle that. But Michigan State does some things well. I mean, they they, they weren't you know they weren't competitive in a sense against Ohio State. On the other hand, they did a lot of things well. They and that that game is going to be an interesting one. You know, another one we haven't talked about the the Big Ten's other unbeaten. The uh, Minnesota Golden the Gophers. Gophers.
1: R- row the boat.
0: The Gophers, yeah, and they've got Nebraska coming in under the lights Saturday night. Uh, Nebraska, you know, just escaped in, an, in another tractor pull between Nebraska <laughs> and Northwestern on Saturday. <laughs>
3: you
0: know, 13-10, to 10, uh, uh, Northwestern missed its late field goal, and then Nebraska made it. Um you know, but Minnesota's playing. You know, they don't have, they don't have any quality wins uh, per se, but they're five and zero, which is big stuff up there. And Nebraska, you know, at, at four and two, you know, this, that's that's going to be a real fun game. I mean, it's going to be yeah. a competitive game, I would think. So right. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of interest this week. Um, you know, in in those games. And the other one that we haven't mentioned, you know, which is our our midwestern area. You're your Trojans are coming to South Bend on Saturday night. And well, nobody expects USC to be competitive. But, well, you, you know, know. You, I expect them to be more competitive than Bowling Green.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uscs is, you know, the USC, USC is, is very talented. They're also playing with their third-string quarterback. They're like, you know, con- concussion U, ACLU right now. But uh, anytime. uh You know, I said, beware the times where USC's talent shows up. And they're capable of showing up. I showed up against Utah. uh, You know, so they they are talented and can make that interesting. Uh, Blau, let's bring you in. I know you don't have any games on the East Coast as much as I don't have any games on the West Coast.
3: So
1: why don't you talk about, since this is your old area, uh, talk about the, uh, to me, one of the great games uh, we all had a chance to cover, Texas and uh, Oklahoma, the the state fair game, um, big implications for both schools are still in the playoff uh, race. Uh, and I, what I used to like about that game is it started at 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Yeah, I know, <laughs> you know, in the day, and now the, in the day when I left the L.A. Times, you know, they were kicking off at 7:30 p.m. on Saturday night, uh, and, and we couldn't make the, uh, you know, the print edition. Uh, for a lot of these games, but God, that Cotton Bowl game—you get there you early, you get a big turkey leg, uh, you walk around the, only, the yeah, fairground.
3: Second State Fair thing is, is, is a great atmosphere for college football. I mean, it's—I uh, mean, it, you know, the Red River rivalry is, is after named because it's—I mean, it's—it's it's played you know in Dallas, and 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 I've been up—we've up, worked up in a lot of games, but the one thing I'm curious about, and maybe they're going to get exposed more than they have everyone is making I wanna to ask Tony about this because everyone is making a big deal that Texas's quality win was against uh, I mean, I'll call it LSU's quality win was at Texas, right? But over the last several weeks, Texas' defense have been exposed big time. I think they're I think they're like fourth from the bottom in total defense. I mean this could this the over under this could be a hundred points. And this could be a 47-45, this could be 55-45. I don't know. I mean Texas might not be that good defensively. Which then would harm LSU indirectly if, if it would go down the road here. Um, and OU, o, OU, I, I don't. How much defense do they play? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the one fact that I, I we talked about this a little bit uh, over the weekend was Oklahoma played Kansas, and they punted on the fourth and goal <laughs> <of> situation.
1: <races. laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute.
3: Yeah, that's, that's
1: hard to do. That sounds something like Lloyd yeah. Carr used to do it I, at I, Michigan. I
3: looked it up. I looked, I looked it up because I was curious about when I saw it. First and goal at the seven, holding uh uh another holding penry and then a busted, a, a busted triple reverse for 23-yard loss, <laughs> it back the fourth. Fourth and goal from the 44-yard line. A, <laughs> that
1: sounds like a Rutgers play. I don't know. Why.
3: Oh, that, that that's very much Rutgers like. Yes,
1: it is. All right. Well, uh, uh, I think that's about it. We got, uh, you know, there's a couple good games uh, uh, in the Mountain West. Don't uh, Hawaii at Boise. That's going to be good. Uh, Memphis at, at Temple. Another good one. Kind of the, you know, sub-level games. Uh, but we've uh, we've extended our time. We've worn out our welcome, and I think we're done. Uh, good session. Very uh, very upbeat, and the time flew. And then we will convene again next week. And until then, adios.
3: Good. All right,
2: boys. All right.